नमस्ते दिस इज ए टॉक ऑन द फाउंडेशंस ऑफ हेल्थ फॉर शोरबिंदो मेडिकल एसोसिएशन देर आर थ्री बेसिक फाउंडेशंस और फोर इफ यू वांट टू पुट इट लाइक दैट वन इज द फिजिकल वाइटल एपेरेटस which is the aadhar the base for all we do in this world second is psychological and the third is spiritual these are the three foundations for any action upon this world spiritual is the beginning and spiritual is also the final emergence in between we have the body and the life force as well as the mind so these are the foundations which we have to work upon the purpose of this foundation is not just to secure absence of disease but to have a body which is not only healthy but it can support the play of higher and higher energies so that it can allow us to progress to it allows us to uh become instruments and channels of a greater and greater work so first we must be very clear why we want to have this foundation it's not just so that we look good we remain healthy we avoid the medicines but also because the body is an instrument sharira madhyam khalu dharma sadhanam it should be an instrument for the fulfillment of dharma and this dharma also includes the right kind of joy as the as ayurveda puts it so how do we secure a firm foundation as far as the body is concerned there are two things one is heredity over which we don't have much control though it is true that a very strong pressure of mental will can possibly alter heredity but that is a different subject altogether and on the other hand body works marvelously with habit and these habits are best formed during childhood and nowadays also during adolescence fundamental things about the body are number one regularity and discipline one of the best trainings for that is work this is one thing which today somehow the online work the work from home culture it's not very healthy because it is uh, work is not just about output that you have a task you have completed the task and you get money paid for it i am not talking of online classes etc that's a different thing because you have a format you have a time etc but work which is purely online and based on input output uh, it's not very conducive to forming a good habit regularity punctuality and discipline which come very naturally through work so to form a habit and each one should form their own habit it it's not that there is a standard format for everybody but a habit in which there is enough scope for flexibility but not a flexibility at whims and fancies but a flexibility which is allowed in case situations are of a different kind for example i have this habit of having my lunch at 11:45 it can be plus minus 15 minutes this way that way but when i am traveling i cannot afford to have my lunch at 11:45 i may be giving a talk so that time i should be flexible enough that even if it is 1:30 2 o'clock i should be able to handle that part very uh, clearly without becoming agitated without getting 
the nerves getting excited so there should be routine along with routine there should be a certain degree of flexibility otherwise when the routine is too rigid that also creates a difficulty so about regularity and punctuality and a disciplining of the body through habits there should be a time for everything because nature works with rhythms and if we learn to respect the rhythms introduce our own rhythms for the body then it works excellently so we can fix a time when we wake up we can fix a time when we sleep the ideal hours of course we all know may not be always feasible but to wake up with sunrise not sleep with sunset but sleep when the uh, it's it's nature in nature the energies work like that so in during sunrise there is a kind of automatic surge of waking up hormones and energies in the system it's well documented so around 4:35 but 4:35 in today's times is difficult because sleeping hours have become late so let's say around 5:36 we just advance by another one hour that's an excellent time to wake up because by then the hormonal system is the wake up hormones are active and similarly when we see that late um, towards later part of the night that's 10:30 to 11 that's a very good time to slip into sleep because automatically the sleep hormones are active Uh, as i said well there are each individual considerations but by and large it's always good to sleep before midnight it's a very good habit to form so uh, this about the sleep and in sleep there is not only about uh, the number of hours but the quality of sleep so it's never a good idea to switch on the tv to go on to whatsapp to listen to some kind of um usual conversation going on animated discussions or even between people to have an animated discussion and then go to sleep it's much better to have a kind of basic quietude so that we slip into sleep very gently nicely beautifully and each one has his own way my own favorite way is imagine that you are sleeping in the mother's lap <laughs> some people like to put a little music maybe a cup of warm milk with honey all these are very simple well known methods to induce natural sleep music itself is a very good uh, way of sleeping some people of course use talks to sleep and it's okay if that be helpful that's one of the ways so this about um, sleep the other thing about body is about food so uh, nowadays lot of things are going on about food take milk don't take milk do this don't do this so much so that the mind at the end of the day is completely confused what to do and what not to do and this confusion is never a good thing confusion at any level is not good so sometimes it's good to use very simple practical common sense so if we look at the human body it's true that human body is made largely for vegetarian food but at the same time if you look at the length of the intestine if you look at the teeth it's largely meant for vegetarian food and if you take a high fiber vegetarian food most of the things are taken care of at the same time here also we should not make it such a rigid dogmatic role that the mind begins to uh, create havoc just because we may made a rigid rule and there should be nothing which is should be imposed for everyone so supposing somebody eats meat at least don't make it a habit of eating meat unless you are living in a country where you have grown up in this way so it's very important that there are places where we have grown up from childhood in a certain way for instance if we go to europe taking a little bit of wine is a way of life but if you do it in india because we have this tendency for oriental flush we are likely to get drunk much more easily so we have to take into consideration many factors and not just one at the same time as i said human body is meant largely for vegetarian food 
about milk so much controversy has been created but if we look at the human history of evolution at least in india for sure we have grown up on mother's milk and cow's milk since god knows ages <laughs> so to believe that this is suddenly going to do a big harm because there are some studies done here and there we should be very careful because we make a fetish of things end up with popping up pills which are you know have all kinds of ingredients say when we take a vitamin b12 pill we are not only taking vitamin b12 we must know we have a coat we have ingredients we have the surface chemicals so all these things are packaged so simple way is to take a little bit of milk and for us particularly in the dining room milk has been sanctioned by the mother so i don't see any reason to enter into this kind of a mental debate and controversy but again those who want to they can and there are individual allergies without a doubt about it and if it doesn't suit someone it's a different thing but by and large vegetarian diet with a cup of milk takes care of most of the ingredients and the third thing about food is if food is sattvic in nature which means fruits which means not a deep refrigerated food food which is largely fresh these were things which we missed today because there were no fridges Uh, foods were prepared food was prepared in the right amount and it was prepared fresh many of these things we have lost so in any case don't refrigerate it for a long time so all food which is refrigerated for a long time tends to develop tamasic quality so basically sattvic quality food is a uh, very good food and this food should be preferably prepared with a nice feeling so in india at least we had this system of not only mothers preparing food but a kind of prayer before eating while cooking so all this is a total package food is not just about the ingredients not just about calories and nutrients it's also about the state of consciousness in which it is prepared about how we are taking it in what state of consciousness not through animated discussions going on on the table or the television being on so these are some fundamental things about food the third thing is well how many times a day well we know that the famous dictum is eat well your breakfast lunch reasonably well dinner should be light this is the standard dictum but each one follows their own way three to four meals smaller meals is better than uh, say big meals or uh, three or four meals works well with enough amount of fibers then comes the third thing about the physical body apart from sleep and food is exercise so here again the standard format is do the exercises which comes to you most readily but the simplest exercise the best exercise which is inbuilt in our system is walking so walking 40 to 45 minutes a day at a moderate pace of about 4 kilometers 3 to 4 kilometers in an hour 40 to 45 minutes a day is known to be the best exercise that one can do on a regular basis and uh, one need not necessarily go to the park always it may not be available it is something missing this park culture this uh, must there should be many more parks when a city is being planned but anyways so but it can be done in many places i mean shirvindu used to do it in the room and all that we need to do is the will the consciousness that goes into it walking up and down the stairs picking up things by yourself uh, putting the dish cleaning the dish all this forms a total um, package but yes 40 minutes take out for walking which is a good exercise so along with that there is one exercise which is very important exercise of the facial muscles through smile so do smile often 
and as often as you can but don't smile too much lest people think that you need a to see a doctor so keep a balance so balance is another very important watchword balance and moderation the golden mean from aristotle to buddha so keep a balance doesn't mean that we fight in balance we get angry in balance all that it means is that there should be a certain balance and moderation don't eat too much don't eat too less fasting is not a healthy thing regardless of the ketone diet and all that and i have the gita to support this claim and the buddha so so <laughs> so eat in moderation as the mother says it's much more difficult to eat in moderation all the meals take as much as you want to eat and eat as much as you can digest then to go fasting for a day and or two days that's in fact these extremes are never good for the body because when you eat regularly in moderation it allows the body hormones are all tuned so fasting may be good for like a dieting process and sometimes it may have some benefits but overall moderation is the best thing so eat in moderation sleep in moderation neither too much nor too less the bed also as the gita describes not too soft not too hard so basically lead a life of moderation yukta har viharasya not that i will just shut myself in a room and nor somebody who is all the time busy having you know all over going all over with friends and spending a lot of time in meaningless activities so this is about the physical foundation another very important thing with interconnected with the body is the breath and the life energy so this is an area which is completely ignored we take breathing for granted but we don't know how to breathe i mean we 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 have to just observe our breathing and see how it affects our system and how our inner states affect our breath sometimes it's very simple and easy to regulate our inner step state simply by taking deep conscious breaths so um, of course i'm not entering into pranayam and nadi shuddhi that's a specialized subject but i do believe something which i have practiced that time to time taking deep conscious breaths is helpful so it can be any time when especially when you are feeling little lethargic take a few deep breaths conscious breaths it helps so taking a few deep and conscious breath it's like the mind turns to the breath and tells a message to the breath that look be in ordered rhythm so what it means is simply that we are using the mind by becoming conscious of the breath taking deep regular breaths we are simply asking the breath to be regular and in rhythm time to time then it gets inbuilt into the system and this breath has an effect on the prana life energy shubindu says that there is an interconnectedness of course if we go into the detailed inner workings of prana we know that there are panch pranas the five fold life breath and that's a different subject but on a very simple day to day basis just as we keep an account of expenditure and income with regard to money i hope people keep an account it's a very good practice to not only to save money but to bring money as an aside whatever be your pay i mean something which i have um, seen works very well make a few envelopes this envelope for this this envelope for this put your money it's a very good disciplining now it's very difficult because everything is digital currency <laughs> but keep an account as simple as that so there is similarly the balance of pranic energy when we exhaust ourselves doing too much work here also too much work is never a very advisable thing so in in the ashram we see 
the mother would normally six to eight hours. Why? Because that is good. It's good and makes us healthy. But if you try to do too much works, the nerves may not be able to take that load. They get fatigued. And when the nerves are fatigued, the nerves are the interface between the human body and the forces that are all around. So they become irritable, they become excitable and depression, adverse forces, all of them can enter. So it's important to keep the nerves healthy and not to demand from the body uh, a lot more than what it can really give. Because it will give under the pressure of the vital, it will give, but it won't be very healthy for it. So it's important to keep that balance also. And another thing with regard to energy transaction is to know where we are drawing energy from and where we are releasing it. So uh, here it's important to understand the value of company and the friends we keep. Because there are people in whose company we can lose a lot of energy and gain also a lot of energy, sometimes unfortunately of a very dark kind. Because we may not, we go by external appearances, but there may be things in there, there are things in human nature, the kind of energy that they embody or carry, which may not be very healthy. So it's important to be careful about the company we keep. And uh, especially things like partying and uh, that kind of drugs, smoking, of course, alcohol. We know that these are never uh, something which are good for the nerves. They are very harmful because they irritate the nerves. They stun the nerves. And nervous system is the interface between the gross physical and the subtle world. So we should be careful about the company we keep, the places we go, malls, markets. It's okay. We have to go for uh, attending to whatever we have to buy. Though nowadays there is Amazon, which I don't know whether it is good or bad. I am not much in favor of, you know, internet shopping because internet has its own advantage, uh, disadvantages. Very subtly, many messages come. Uh, and and sometimes, especially youngsters, they may go to sites unwittingly, which are not very healthy. And they think it's just a site, but they don't realize that uh, this is really a net which takes the mind captive in itself. And that's how it sucks the energy, draws us into all kinds of habits. So um, there should be a discipline even about the WhatsApp and the uh, internet usage. So it's best to fix a time when one will check that. Of course, as a doctor, I can take certain concessions <laughs> because <laughs> can't help it. <laughs> messages may come, which may be important. Even messages are in interchange. So interchange is not just verbal things and messages. This does not mean that we don't message. We message. But we should be careful and conscious. Sometimes we see that when we message, we go overboard. I mean, not we, we, but there are particularly people who go overboard. Sometimes through message they receive a lot of emotional and other things impact vital energies. So basically it's all about leading a life which is conscious. So energy transactions are important and it's also important to replenish energy every day from the high spiritual source. So it's good to keep a certain company but the best company as the mother says is in the divine the best friend. So while it's okay we have friends with whom we share but personally I feel all one's deepest personal emotional pain, the best person to share is not a psychiatrist. Is it is it is the divine. Without a doubt the divine. And I am not saying this to lighten my work, but uh, being a psychiatrist I can say that. Well, a true psychiatrist should be able to actually bring that aspect. That I often advise people, write letters to the mother 
keep a diary in which you can write your things, your problems. See how they are washed out. This keeping things inside and bottling up or sharing with a friend who may or may not understand. Many friends will give all kinds of advices and if you take those advices seriously, your life may crash land. I have seen people give all kinds of advices. There is a little fight and they start saying, yes, leave this, leave that. They don't realize that much of this is temporary. I always believe bitterness and anger are very temporary. Love is that which endures. But a whole generation does not understand it. Because they are very impatient about quick results. And there are people who will always say, do this, do that. So it's... (laughs) And if you flow with that, later on you have to bear the consequences. Much better to just be steady. Life force should be steady. If it's unsteadied, it leads to a lot of imbalances. Learn to study. It's okay. Things are coming as a wave. One of the simple things mother says is step back. Stand back. Wait for the wave to pass. It's okay. If we learn this practice rather than just rushing into impulse. Even if we have rushed into impulse. Step back. Today only somebody was asking about depression. I was saying depression is an ideal man's sport and a very dangerous one. <laughs> because. If you are busy with work, where is the time to be depressed? And indulging in thoughts of depression that nobody loves me. Depression is a very selfish act where you are only thinking about yourself. You are not thinking about you know another person, the world. So these are things which a lot of things go away if you make a very healthy routine. And stick to that. If I have to read, I have to read. That's okay. That I may be having a wave of depression, just ignore it and you will see after some time it passes away. But if you sit and indulge, then you had it. So these are some simple uh, grandmothers' ways, (laughs) time-tested and uh, of course each of us, uh, I am sure, have practiced these things. So the other aspect is, uh, as I said, apart from the life force is the psychological foundation. So we all talk about positive thoughts and, you know, keep away negative thoughts. What is the simplest way to cultivate positive thoughts in the mind? To me, the best way is to be in the company of books which are positive and uplifting. That's for short, short method. So, therefore, you know, Patanjali in his Yoga Sutra says something very interesting. And he says that, Swadhyaya. So, apart from Yamniyama, which is about disciplining your vital, vital should be disciplined as well as refined. So, some interest in music, some interest in art and culture, it refines the vital. At the same time, Swadhyaya. It is very interesting. He includes and Swadhyaya is something which should be done regularly. And Swadhyaya means for us, of course, is Madhra and Shravinda's books. Books of Swami Vivekananda, books of Sri Ramakrishna, books of those who have gone before us realized. Now when we read those thoughts, it's not about a book. It's about these thoughts are entering into our head. After all, what am I going to give as an output of life? What has gone inside me? So as a child, if I keep hearing that, you know, you are useless, then in my life I grow up with the idea that I am useless and I am going to bring this out to the world. But when we read someone like, you know, Swami Vivekananda, arise, awake and stop not till the goal, of re- goal is reached. Or, you know, Mother says at one point, I would like each one of us to um, be able to live with this utterance of a great sage. And this he says, arise, O resplendent one. Just to read that. Who are we? We are not fallen beings. And we don't have to do some extraordinary things. 
We just have to lead a life which is full of gratitude, full of compassion, full of charity and kindness, full of understanding, benevolence. And where does all this come from? Through these books. So every day to cultivate the habit, regularly habit, maybe half an hour uh, in the evening or sometime in the morning. And this used to be part of the Indian household. People don't know. Um, you see in India, people say that it's not very nice that in India psychiatrists are unwelcome. Well, they are unwelcome because we never needed them. So why we didn't read? I have grown up in the culture where every morning parents used to read Ramayana. So when they read Ramayana, they saw the read the life of Rama, they read such high uplifting things, a way of life. So, so, or they read the Gita, whenever they had a problem, they understood it, they looked at it like that. They had a constant living psychiatrist uh, or the supreme psychologist working with them. So if you want to avoid going to a psychiatrist and uh, you know, I would, this also that psychiatrist should inculcate these things. And send people to these rather than, you know, psychoanalytical psychotherapy, etc. Uh, spiritual psychotherapy. Uh, read books which contain these beautiful things. When we read the life of Rama, then we understand that we get so much bogged down by these small little miseries. Look at Ram, how he is suffering. 14 years and look at Sita. It's so inspiring. When we read the Mahabharata, the life of the Pandavas, so... Uh, basically read books which are uplifting and sublime in nature and then finally we go to the spiritual foundation of health that is the real foundation if we have only cultivated physical vital and mental foundation then we are on unstable grounds the mind vital and the body are by their nature restless but foundation cannot be on restless grounds so there should be a strong stable foundation and that only spiritual consciousness can provide because that is the basis of everything else. And even if we are unable to go to the ultimate regions of consciousness or access that stable basis of which the Shruti has said as Brahman, at least we can have something like the Brahman which incarnates as a human representative. The Guru, the Master, the Avatar and lean upon him. Very beautifully, Shirobindo speaks of this in Savitri about... Uh, in thy hard passage, O mortal, in thy hard passage through a suffering world, lean for thy soul's support on heaven's strength. Turn towards high truth, aspire to love and peace. And then he says, for through small, make of thy daily way a pilgrimage, for through small joys and griefs, Thou movest towards God. So if we remember these lines, they are like, uh, to me they are like uh, everyday elixir. <laughs> I'll read them again and then close this. About the spiritual foundation. O mortal, make of thy daily way a pilgrimage. So basically he is asking us that make of our life a pilgrimage. Why he is saying pilgrimage? So that we remember the goal. This everyday joys and sorrows are one thing, but the great goal towards which we are going. And then he says, lean for thy soul's support on heaven's strength. Every day, converse with God, sit in meditation, sit in quietude, in peace. Build the foundation of peace and equanimity, endurance. And all this can be done when we know that this is a step towards something great. And that great is the divine consummation. 
for through small joys and griefs thou movest towards god to remember that these are events that come and go but the real journey is moving towards the divine to make the divine is the aim to make the divine is the strongest support and the friend who never fails us so form a relationship with god and make the relationship not just of guru and sishya because there is a distance but the relation of a mother and child a father and child and above all the relation of a friend make the divine our friend thank you